Well, hello and a happy new year to you all. Thank you for joining us here on the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. A new year and a new pay-per-view review. And joining me as ever is Aska's biggest fan, Stuart. Welcome to the show and a happy new year to you. Happy new year, bud. Is it new year, new you, Pish? <laughs> Not quite. Have you got any new year's resolutions? Perhaps watching um, less Mysterio or Undertaker matches? <laughs> watching less bad wrestling, I think. <laughs> Well, we've not started as we mean to go on then. Um, <laughs> so this episode, New Year's Revolution 2005, um, WWE short-lived pay-per-view from 2005, um, obviously the year we're doing here, until 2007, so three shows. Um, this event, of course, happening in the new year, sort of the week after normally. Um, largely Raw exclusive pay-per-view event um, held at the start of the month, just a few weeks before the Royal Rumble. Um Thoughts on the name and stuff like that? Did you have any... When that, do you remember when the New Year's Re- Revolution pay-per-view came about and you maybe thought, wait a minute, they're doing another one in January, first and foremost? <laughs> um, well, I thought, when obviously when they've done this one, I thought it was just like a one-off kind of a mm-hmm. special, kind of, you know, like a, 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 a house show with a bit more talent in it. But, yeah, I like it. I like it be uh, New Year's Revolution so this first one was held in San Juan, Puerto, Puerto Rico, uh, in the Coliseo de Puerto Rico, which despite my poor knowledge of the Spanish language, I'm sure that means Coliseum. Um, this was, and I believe it is to date, the only pay-per-view that WWE have held in Puerto Rico, um, which surprises me after having after seeing this crowd and stuff like that. Um, mm. 15,764 in attendance, 275,000 pay-per-view buys worldwide, and pulling in a gate of $825,000. Um, this was the highest pay-per-view attendance and live gate, with the exception of WrestleMania only for uh, 2005, which is quite impressive. Very good numbers there. Given that local success and obviously the crowd is showing on, were you surprised they've done a pay per view there since? Not really, because look at the reaction they get in the UK and they still don't give us pay per views. So uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no surprise whatsoever. Yeah, uh, it's one of those shows as well, but it, it's unique. You know, I mean, they were, when they were counting with the, with the counts, it was in Spanish, of course. Um, the countdown clock was on for the chamber match. It was in Spanish. The yeah. chants were a very much different. Um, and I did a real you know, a foreign flavour to it. I know they're yeah, still just, very much agreed. almost part of America, but it, it had that sort of taste to it. I loved it. Um, so after a dark match in which the Hurricane and Rosie defeated La Resistance, gutty we never got to see that, mm. uh, the show gets underway with six main card matches, including four title matches. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's. Opening show promo really sells the main event inside Elimination Chamber, of course. This is only the third match since its creation back in 2002. Um, and a huge pyro opening with a, a nice-looking set, actually, but unique again. Quite small, I think it's safe to say. It was kind of like, it, was, it wasn't a big pay-per-view set. It was more yeah. of a sort of, as you said, a house show sort of mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they added a bit of flavour to it. Uh, with that, the following tag team contest is scheduled for one full tag team championships on the line. Tyson, Tomko and Christian uh, versus yes. William Regal and mm-hmm. Eugene, the champions, of course. Um, so Captain Charisma and his tribal tatted bodyguard, the problem solver, Tyson yes. Tomko. Yes, <laughs> what a bodyguard, uh, love it. <laughs> um, first of note, uh, Christian's theme song is unbelievably good. <laughs> he doesn't have a bad one, does he? No. Um, Even his TNA ones were smashing. Yeah. It's just uh, Captain Charisma right enough, you know. He's uh, just exactly. you know, knows how to work those. <laughs> um <laughs> Champions out last, delightful. Uh, <laughs> well, he's, yes, in theory, now you see who the champion is. Yes, so um, 
babyface William Regal um, with his buddy Eugene there. Um, it's Eugene Amania. Eugene wears his Hogan shirt uh, with Eugene written across it in the red writing. Uh, <laughs> bizarre. So Christian and Regal start the match, and I'm kind of like, see if you just take out the other two. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> Christian yes. and William Regal. Um, well, I, I quite like Tom Cole. He's not bad. He, he, you know, a big, big man enforcer. I, I like that. I don't know much about Tyson Tomko, but he didn't. He didn't look like a like a rookie in this match. He looked okay. Um, he, he looked fine. He looked fine. And it's well noted that um, Dinsmore, obviously, who portrays Eugene as a hell of a good wrestler, um, just of yeah, course like, he's more character work than than wrestling involved here. Um, yeah, we've went over the Eugene thing when we done SummerSlam. Yeah, when he got slapped by Kurt Angle, which yeah, is so phenomenal. Um, so some nice back and forth with Christian and Regal before Eugene comes in, wedges Chris, Christian. Uh, has a lovely, has a lovely leapfrog, and that's when I was kind of like, oh, I forget this guy can actually work, you know. Um, <laughs> then he mocks Christian a little bit, and we get the big sort of problem solver Tyson Tomko coming in uh, to try and sort out this problem that <laughs> Christian is having here. Um, Eugene rolls to the outside, and we see this strange setup on the outside, which is funny to note. The announce tables obviously are normally on the right-hand side of the ring, as, mm-hmm. as you're looking through the hard camera, but it was sort of in the corner at the near side. and But they left the space A big massive they would gap, leave yeah. for the, the, the announce table. So I don't know if that was anything to do with the chamber and maybe the size of the arena or the way that had to work, but it was just bizarre um, seeing this well, big the, empty space. Well, the commentary table was up at the ramp, sure. Sorry, the Spanish commentary table. Oh, sorry. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it just looked so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Eugene gives us some more shenanigans before Tomko hits a choke slam. Uh, it could have been a shake deep six, to be honest with you. Um, the table's yeah. turned and the heels take charge. So Eugene hulks up a little bit, gets a hot tag on Regal, um, and then Tomko hits this awkward sort of clothesline on Regal and it bursts his nose wide open. Um, it was just like Regal sort of went side on to it. It was almost like he wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Regal, he likes a burst nose, doesn't he? Like, oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd argue that 60% of his matches ends up with him bleeding from the nose. <laughs> Just it's also Tomko's fault. It can't be Regal's fault, Christ. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, blood pissing down his face. Um, and he was actually start working on it. Um, there's a point where Christian sort of holds his head back and just clocks him right in the nose. Uh, Tomko does it at one point as well. It looked good. I, th- I sort of liked the fact that, like, obviously, they didn't plan to burst his nose, but it was there. Yeah. It's a big target on his face, so they weren't it. Um, there was a moment of psychology. Uh, oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Christian's taught him well. Um, Regal's trying to get the tag. Christian runs around, pulls Eugene off the apron. That gets some, that gets some, heart, some heat there. Um, double down, but Regal goes to the wrong corner. Um, well, which I kind of quite liked. Yeah, yeah, because the, that, the angle was obviously the, the broken nose, so he couldn't see probably. So he's 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 working for the, the hot tag, but he's going to the wrong corner. It was a yeah. really nice visual. I, I really, really liked it. Commentators played it up as well. Of course, eventually gets Tomko, um, gets a better Tomko, gets the tag to Eugene, um, and it comes in with plenty of fire, clears house, but after he hits a drop kick on Tomko, he seems to just sort of hold his knee, mm-hmm. totally stops the match, going to a halt. Um, looks like he blew his knee out, and he did. Um, he actually dislocated his kneecap, which we'll find out later in the show. Um, they sort of improvise here. Eugene rolls up Tomko for the win in 12 minutes, 22. Um, they, 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 they literally do the, the Austin Owen finish. Yeah. Right, he does this shitty fucking roll-up. Um, he's barely on top of Tonko at all and no. keeps him down for three. So, yeah, the finish is a bit all over the place. Surely they could have just get, get Regal in. Regal yeah. take the ball. Problem at all. I understand they've uh, obviously had S- the call on the yeah. fly there, but that would have been the, 
the common sense thing to do, mm. um, especially with, you know, Rico's a veteran, to be fair, even exactly. 2005. I mean, he'd been exactly. working for about 20 years by this point. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, the finish definitely marred the match. I don't think it was a bad match. I thought um, it was fine. It was yeah. a nice comedy opener for the tag. Obviously, that's what Eugene's Obviously, you're not going to get a, a five-star rated match uh, from Eugene, but, you know, the comedy spots were there. Always good to see Regal. bit strange seeing him as a face in this timeline. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I've said that a few times throughout this period. What a strange kind of period of time we're in. Um, yeah, f- f- I mean, fine. It wasn't show-stopping. It, wasn't, it certainly wasn't like a, a 2001... Uh, Hardy's edging Christian kind of open up. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, it was, it was okay. We see uh, Christian and Tom go backstage after the loss. They bump into Edge, who makes a proposition, uh, which you don't really get to hear about other than him saying to Christian, so you don't want to be a world champion then, and that sort of, you know, picks up his interest. Mm-hmm. But I love that when they were backstage and Christian sort of goes, um, <laughs> Tom Cole, kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, I like that. Uh, so from one title match to another, uh, we get the Women's Championship match, Lita versus Trish Stratus. Um, Storyline here, Lita has been constantly being berated by Trish uh, in her relationship with Kane, um, even about Lita losing her baby, uh, putting on the baby weight, all that sort of thing. Oh, Real classy stuff here from the uh, so, Yeah, so this storyline has two matches out of it. Uh, this this branch of it, if, as, if you will, is basically Trish Stratton's calling me a fat because she got pregnant. Yeah. Yes, that's what happens. That's what yeah. happens, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so Lita won the women's title on the Raw December 6th episode in the main event, if you remember that one, Stuart. First time a uh, women's match is main event in the show um, in WWE. Um, this is coming off Lita near enough breaking her neck, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so that was in that match, yeah. Um, but she was actually okay after that one, but she had broken her neck before. Um, yeah. The worrying thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that, that match. Yeah, that was her first match back after being injured for like a year. Which oh, that's right, off for yeah. a neck and <laughs> like six spots in a uh, suicide dive broke my neck again you know? oh, <laughs> folded up like a deck chair yeah, yeah. Um, and then she hits the fucking moonsault for the finish madness but that um, I mean that Raw match I remember watching that not too long ago it's still one of the better women matches I've seen um, and it was uh, over 16 years ago like in terms of like, being a a match that guys could have you know, because back then it was Divas mm-hmm. matches, you know. Um, I know it was a women's title, but it was that kind of style. Um, but they sort of took it to a different level. Not to the level we're probably used to more so yeah. now, um, but it's still, but, yeah, it's still a good match. I think it was storyline more than quality of match for me. Like, is a, a fair enough worker, yeah. but she's very, very sloppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trish, I mean, she, she's she was good in this era, but... She I think we're a bit spoiled these days. We are, yeah. Um, Speaking of um, Lita being clumsy, uh, a bit of miscommunication at the start of this match. Lita hits a, before Lita goes to the outside and hits a first press onto Trish, and the match is over. Uh, yeah, so another match, another injury. Yeah, she holds on the knee, knee injury again. Um, she struggles to stand up on it. Trish just has to try and get through a little bit to see if she can you know get back to her feet or something so she's just sort of laying on a few hands referee does ask Lita if she's okay she obviously says yes so she would have have stopped the match um Lita then goes for a DDT Trish gets out of it and hits a chick kick retaining the title in just three minutes and 46 um if that was going to if the match was only going to go three or four minutes then it wouldn't have been that great anyway um but it's probably likely that they've called on the fly via the referee's earpiece um to go straight to the finish and, and cut this match short. So we've been robbed there. We better think that you know, and that, that was going to be the probably the more of one of the, one of the carry on feuds to build up to a blow off. Um, I believe that was going to go on probably till the rumble. Um, 
but it is what it is. Clearly, the injury took away anything we would have gotten here, so we can't really dwell on anything. Um, Trish um, wins her six women's championship. Uh, record. Yep. And she was also the record holder at five, was she not? I believe so, aye. So, was she oh, that just now? Has she beat that yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's not up at like eight or something. But she'll be 16 by as, the end of the year. <laughs> as of the time of recording. Uh, <laughs> so what we can gather from that, so two matches, two injuries, what we can gather is that the the Coliseum of Puerto Rico is um, exchangeable with uh, Rugby Park for injuries. So, um, <laughs> it must be the turf. It must be the ring. <laughs> mm. yeah. It's cursed. Um, I, I think if you were backstage, but during this show, you've seen those first two matches and two injuries, you must be like, Fuck, I hope that doesn't happen well, to me. Like, well, the show's cursed. I'm not mention that in the next couple of matches. Oh, I hope no one else gets injured. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I say next couple of matches. I mean, mm-hmm. But I think going into this, like, I, could, I can probably count on both hands how many times I've watched matches with guys legitimately getting injured. Yeah. And you know, but that's two. That's two back to back. There, it's quite yeah. strange. It's um, quite unusual. It's quite uh, rare. If you also add in Regal getting a broken nose, mm-hmm. then we've got three injuries in two matches. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Eugene dislocates his kneecap. Lita has a sprained knee. Um, Eugene would have a segment at WrestleMania, also with Hogan returning, uh, but wouldn't see him wrestle again until July. What a shame. Um, and that was actually when they came back and eventually faced Kurt Angle, um, which we reviewed in SummerSlam 2005. And Lita would be back in, uh, on screen in March, training Christy Hemi for her big WrestleMania match against Trish Stratus, if you remember that one. So. Edge is backstage with a grey-haired Bischoff. Um, obviously run out just for men before yeah. the show. But <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's looking rough. Um, yeah. Again, with this, this timeline, man, what's going on? Regal's a face, Edge is heel, and Bischoff's working face? Yep. What the fuck's Strange. going on? It's so bizarre. Um, so Edge has a proposition. Uh, he wants to take himself out of the chamber match and instead face the new champion on Raw. Um, Bischoff refuses that. Um, and Edge sort of walks out of the room. Shawn Michaels is there in the corner in a ref shirt. No booty shots this time, unfortunately. Um, he's retired. <laughs> <Devastated. then. laughs> must, must be it. Must be an age thing. Uh, <laughs> so Edge speared Michaels at Taboo Tuesday, costing him his title match, um, which the fans had obviously voted for Taboo Tuesday. That's the whole point of the show. Uh, so the tables are slightly turned here. The odds are against Edge with Michaels being the referee and not wanting to be in the chamber match. So some slimy heel stuff from Edge trying to get out of the match, trying to wangle himself a title match on Raw. Um, but of course, Bischoff sees through it. Um, yeah, I, I like this wee segment actually. Yeah, um, absolutely. I like that the the multi man matches has got varying storylines going through it. Brilliant, love it. Yeah, yep. it should it should be layered, you know. Um, absolutely. Uh, we also haven't touched on sorry, just in between the matches, there's um, obviously the divas kind of poolside. Yeah. Uh, Lawler's near enough having a fucking stroke. Um, mm. uh, I believe the first segment's Christy Hemi uh, getting the goods out, and then it's Maria Canellis after that. Yeah. It's uh, it's sign of the times. <laughs> it's absolutely a sign of the times. Yeah. So I've written here um, Intercontinental Championship match, but let's change that to Intercontinental Championship segment. Yes. Um, match versus Benjamin. Um, I wrote before. Let's try and get through this one without an injury, and they, they absolutely tried their best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get injured if you, if you don't take a bump. You know? Yeah. Uh, before we actually get into the match segment sort of thing itself, thoughts on both Shelton and Maven 2005 here. 
yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone that looks better for the Intercontinental Championship than Shelton Benjamin. Um, mm. Proper workhorse of this era, you know. What I mean, he is the, you know, what I mean the Daniel Bryan or the the, the Sami Zayn of this mm. era. If um, you want to go back, maybe a Mister Perfect, that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, the Jericho, the Benoit, obviously, the guys have moved on to the main event. Mm. Um, Shelton is filling that spot nicely. He's um, um, so over here as well, like. <laughs> this, during this period, he's, yeah. he's one of the hotter hot baby faces on the roster. Yes, um, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's literally just down to work at it because he's he's not got a promo on him. Yeah. Um, he's not got a character. Uh, it's literally just this guy can go. Can I remember? I mean, this was really prime time for me watching wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being a massive fan of Shawn Benjamin. Um, that used to have like, like a wrestling figure was always my favourite one. You know, because I was still a kid at this point. You know, like. All that I I think I actually got my mum to buy one of his t-shirts for my Christmas. Like, oh my! Big fan of Shelton Benjamin back the, then. The, the gold um, standard. <laughs> yeah, uh, but back I mean back then, um, you could see the potential in terms of because he's got all the abilities physically uh, within that ring to be a world champion. But as you said, the promo ability wasn't there. The mm-hmm. charisma wasn't quite there. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it still really isn't there. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, but yeah. phenomenal worker. Um, and Maven, I, I mean, I forgot he was still around in 05, if I'm being honest with you. The heat he was getting for this crowd. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Honestly, God, man, this is like, um, fucking, I can't even think about this. Who's getting this kind of heat, man? It's like, oh, no. It's pretty well, isn't it? Like, He's getting the reaction of a lifetime for this crowd, man. Yeah. They're booing him out of the building. It's like, like right to sensor level heat. That's what. It, that's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah. And deafening booze or Ricky Guerrero kind of levels of heat. So this right. would be Maven's final year in the company. Uh, obviously winning tough enough back in two thousand and one. That's a fairly successful run, given you know he won a tournament from a re- reality TV show yeah. to get there. Uh, left. He leaves WWE in July after he was briefly Simon Dean's um, fitness guy. You remember mm-hmm. that gimmick? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, briefly went to TNA. Of course he did. Um, Battled with addiction a wee bit, but he was able to seek help. Seemed to have gotten clean, and up until September of 2019, he was an accountant executive for the Brooklyn Nets. So a nice wee story there in terms of where oh, he ended fantastic. up. Um, nice to see somebody getting out of it with their health. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. like a guy that's not quite made it to the top. You know what I mean? They usually just kind of scour about the Indies for years and years until they're fucking killing themselves, basically. No, I, mean, I, think, I think he did better than most people that made... I think certainly, probably, certainly from those early Tough Enough ones. Um, he is probably... No, I'd probably say Morrison's probably Morrison did successful well, yeah. from Tough well, the Enough. Miss, the Miss was there as well, actually. I suppose, yeah. Um, big Ryback, he was part of one of them as well. Nah, I mean, he's been downhill ever so much, but he made it as well. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he, he makes videos of him eating things, so... I, I think the guys that always win these tournaments always do worse than the ones that were in it and never won. That's, that's probably the best thing. He's probably the best winner that there's yeah, been. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so, as for this lack of match, um, Maven grabs the mic, as you say, berates the curve before it, says he's leaving, um, and sort of, as he goes back up the ramp, he just turns, trying to beat Shelton Benjamin quickly, like by running back to the ring. Uh, I, thought he the, I thought he was trying to beat the count. Oh, do you think so? I thought he was just sort of like, I'm off, and then fuck Shelton, I thought he just, switch off. And... I just, I generally thought he just had a change of heart, and he's like, oh, I don't need to get back in here and beat the count. Ah, Christ. Uh, so yeah, but he gets rolled up, uh, beaten in a flash, uh, he then says it doesn't count, wants a rematch right now. He gets it, hits a T-bone, uno, dos, tres, Shelton wins twice. Um, Sucks to be Maven, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, easy night for Shelton, though. Yeah, but he gets he gets some... I, I like some of his uh, jibes on the mic. Um, even uses a bit of Spanish as well, like mm-hmm. just to 
he gets reactions from the crowd for that. Uh, as he says, like, um, she thought there was only one women's champion in, in WWE. Turns out there's two. And there's thing, <laughs> something that him and Trish Stratus have in common is of no huevos, which is Spanish for balls, I believe. Um, yeah. And the crowd's like, oh, I love that. I thought he was very good on the mic here. I'm like, this, guy, this kid's got something. Like, he's, he's generally had the night of his life on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what does this, what does this maven mean? Um, so yeah, one of those things. But it's, it's crazy. The one thing I do want to say is, 15 years later, and Shelton Benjamin's a Raw Tag Team Champion right now. Um, mm. At the time of recording, we'll see, we'll see if I like that last. But uh, crazy that 15 years later he can still be somewhere in the world. You know, he's went away and had time away and stuff like that. But impressive. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So the next match, um, here's one of a bit of a throwback for you. Jerry the King Lawler is going to take on Muhammad Hassan. Um, if you remember <clears throat> Muhammad Hassan. So last Monday on Raw, Hassan and Davari. Was it Shokra and Davari they were calling him at this point? It wasn't Sean yet. <laughs> it wasn't Sean yet. No, it was... Um, yeah, I think it was Shokra or something like that. Um, they laid out Ross, uh, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler during an Arab-American debate. Uh, Hassan gets interviewed yeah. by Todd Grisham backstage before this match. Um, did you watch the promo? Did you think much of it? The character at this point? Talking a bit about that. Um, I like what you thought about it. I like the character. It just came at the wrong time. Yeah. It, oh, this time. guy had the worst luck. Well, mm. <laughs> that's probably the wrong statement to use considering the events which led to his downfall. You, you know what I mean? Obviously. Of course, I you don't want to downplay yeah, into that you know to me, I mean, but in terms of that character, I mean, first and foremost, I thought that character was phenomenal. Um, a total heat magnet. They were fast tracking him in the world title, you know. Yeah. Um, but as I, you say, I can imagine this. I can imagine this is the same kind of heat that guys like um, oh fucking maybe like Iron Sheet back in the day. I was thinking, well, yeah, 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 because he would have came along during the first kind of Gulf War, but I was thinking more along the lines of. Uh, Volkov and stuff like that when the Cold War was going on. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Russians at the kind of turn of the 90s, the little Russian gimmicks. Because, um, I mean, that's... that's, that's Whoever America's shooting with. Yeah. <laughs> time, you know what I mean? Um, I think one of the things I loved about this was, um, like character-wise, some of the promos, I think they had some teething problems and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> but obviously they were getting complaints about certain things, offending people who, yeah. well, you know, actually, you know, uh, followed Islam or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I like the fact that they were very much speaking some truths. They were um, speaking all the truths in films. Yeah, and it was like sort of like you know you, you've really went against this whole race when it was just a select few people, and people were hating that because it was true, and that's <laughs> the best. They don't, they don't like the truth there they are anyway. No, so that, 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 that's the thing as well because really for him you're thinking he thinks he's doing the right things. And mm. to be fair, to a degree, he was. Yeah, yeah. But it was the way he was doing it and who he was doing it to that he became the enemy and the heat was phenomenal. Um, yeah. Obviously, this was his first match in the company. Um, but I just thought it the way the good. character developed up until, of course, the unfortunate incident, um, yeah. which I believe it was, it was a SmackDown show that he had right, before, right as the London bombings had it, happened. Literally, the, I think the London bombings, just for example, happened on the Thursday that, that aired on the Friday. Yeah, um... But I think it was obviously because SmackDown was taped then. So I think Smackdown, Smackdown was, was like taped on the Tuesday. It yeah. happened on the Wednesday and then it aired on the Friday. So it was like, it was one of those things. Um, but obviously the pressure came on then to, to take him off TV. Um, Show must go on, pal. But what do you make of Hassan in general's promo 
skills, his ability on the mic, not just bad. at this point. It's not, it's, not, it's not bad for this kind of early in his career. Mm-hmm. And I, I love his look. I think he's got a great look. I think he's look. built well. Um, but, but maybe he needs to bulk up a wee bit. He's got. I'm, sure, bit. I'm sure Vince would have got some jigs or something, you know. Yeah, something. oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I had pharmacy scandal yet, so <laughs> drugs are still allowed in the company. Um, yeah, he had potential. He probably had fucking the most potential of anyone at this time. Yeah. Uh, so the story was, he did an interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet recently. Um, I think he's now a principal at a school. Um, he went and got himself educated and went on and done teaching and stuff like that, so yeah. fair play to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, obviously, he was, the plan was for him to win the belt from Batista at SummerSlam. Um, oh, okay. Which is, I could probably see that happening at that, at that yeah, stage. Um, so no commentary here as JR's in Jerry the King Lawler's corner, which was just bizarre, um, <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that Coachman came out later on. But maybe no commentary is better than Coachman commentary. Um uh disagree entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But he's on his own. I mean, this pay per view picked up tenfold when coach came out. Big time. Uh, <laughs> so Lawler takes an early advantage, uh, meets the exposed turnbuckle, which turns a tide. Hassan locks in the camel clutch three times. Lawler doesn't tap um, and just sort of remains in it until Hassan breaks it. And it's kind of yeah. like bizarre. I uh, like, especially because like remember when Rusev came in and started using it, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of like he made it a top move. I'm like, the camel clutch is a great move. It's a it's really a, good finish. It's your standard foreigner heel. As yeah. Because, yeah, um, obviously, Sheik had Sheiky. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sad that. I'm sure there are lots. I can't think of any just now. Obviously, Rusev as well. Yeah. Uh, but this match, it, it drags for me. Um, oh, it, what made it worse was the fact that there was no commentary. Yeah, this this goes over ten minutes, and I can't imagine why. And it felt like double that because it was just deafening silence. <laughs> the 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 crowd just turned on the match. They're just amusing themselves with whistles. Which is bizarre because this crowd was in it a lot. Yeah, you know it's bad when this crowd isn't in your match. You know you're doing something bad because they're obviously. And it's funny bit... as well because I thought Hassan got a lot of heat for the promo before. So I was kind of thinking they're going to be they're going to be hot for him here, but I, I think they're, they're, they're fine for Hassan. It's who's in the fucking ring with. Yeah, you're probably right. A fucking sixty-five windbag, fucking dickhead. <laughs> <sighs> so Lola drops the strap, fights back, even hits a drop kick before the old fist drop from Brett's rope uh, for only a dos count. Um, I quite like Davari's acting on the outside. Davari was the MVP of this match. Uh, yeah. He takes over the entire uh, the entire match with Ringside. He's just <laughs> he's just constantly moaning at the ref and just screaming. Ten out of ten, well done, Davari. And because there's no commentary as well, you hear it more. Um, you do, you do. Which is the only plus of the no commentary thing. Um, mm-hmm. Laura hits a DDT, which is sand sells like a fish out of water. Um, but Davari, of course, puts his foot on the rope to break up the pin. Love that bit of heat there. Uh, he gets chased, distracts Lawler long enough for Hassan to hit his finish when after 10.51. There was some sort of face buster finish, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah, yeah. Way too long for his first match. Lawler should have laid down in about four minutes, um, especially if they were planning on pushing this guy as much as they did. Um, yeah, it just dragged on far too long. Um, Jerry Lawler is a, what I'd class as a pantomime wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, when Davari that's his spot Lawler like fucking asked the crowd who are Spanish speaking yeah <laughs> was, it, was it him was it, does it him he's behind you oh fucking <laughs> give it a bastard by yeah. and the worst thing is we've still got his feud with Taz to come in for ECW fucking, oh, yeah. fucking feuding with commentators man dreadful storyline I hate it so badly I think mm-hmm. this was um, 
it was very like territory days, you know, oh, like how so much isn't he it? I cannot like, let go of what he done with fucking uh, oh, what's his federation? Oh, the Memphis, um, Memphis um, Wrestling, or what was the bigger one? Is it AW? AWA, yeah. Is it AWA? Who was that? Who was that celebrity guy that you wrestled again back in the day? Um, uh, Kaufman. Ah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going back to his glory days. That's I, a really good story, actually. Just, I'll just kind of go off track. Um, there's a class interview that he done with Austin, and he's talking about being on set with oh, Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah. And how fucking... No, I don't think it is. I think it's... Um, I think it's just on Austin's podcast. And I'm, he's sure, I'm sure he did it on the Bronx Skulls thing recently. Oh, really? Positive, oh, yeah. Um, regardless, um, he just talks about how much... Uh, like Jim Carrey thought the actual feud between Lawler and Kaufman was real, like they actually didn't like each other. So Carrey got himself in that mindset and he just added like a dick to him on on set. Yeah. And and it, uh, it just led to Lawler wanting to crack him. Brilliant. It's a good. It's a really really good story. It's absolutely fantastic. I believe they, but they, 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 because I think they both refused to be in rooms with each other and stuff like that. Just yeah. in general, they like, yeah. didn't want to, but they just worked it the whole time. Uh, it's a worker, brother. Yeah. yeah. It was the USWA. It was the United States Wrestling Association. Right. I was thinking of. Yeah. So uh, Batista's backstage being interviewed after this one, uh, Orton interrupts. Um, he sort of had his feud with Triple H, of course, after being turned on by Evolution all the way back at SummerSlam. Um, Batista's still under Triple H's wing, briefly, uh, but at this point, the tension is quite clear. Um, and Randy asks Batista if he will beat Triple H's ass or kiss it. Uh, Batista very much replies with, well, if I get my chance tonight, I'm going to win a world title. So we'll see what happens with that one later on. Uh, back at the ring, uh, GR is joined by Poundland Godfather, the coach on commentary. Uh, <laughs> so he'll be there for the duration of the rest of the night. And we get blood feud time yet again. Um, it wasn't his fault. Snitsky taking on Kane. Um, <clears throat> so it's the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Kane, the, the, the passionate stallion, was able to seduce Lita with his good looks and impeccable charm. Um, impregnated Lita, however, of course, Snitsky had knocked Kane on top of Lita, forcing her to miscarry. Um, this led to Snitsky's It Wasn't My Fault phase, leaving him to volley a baby into the crowd. Um, yeah, that's that's a storyline that happened in late 04 and 05. Um, we touched on the Lita side earlier on. Memories of that storyline? <laughs> oh, getting dreadful, man. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember watching too much of Raw at this period of time. I think I was more of a Smackdown guy. And uh, this is why. This is fucking dreadful, man. Like, mm-hmm. this is... Like, I don't mind them kind of try to infuse kind of stuff that happens in real life into wrestling, but uh, I don't do pregnancy angles or anything. Mm-hmm. I just, no one comes out looking good at all. They, they, they don't have a good track record when it comes to these kind of angles. Just, just gonna know. Oh. Kane's been hit with some horror shows this, in this sort of couple of years. Like, he has, man, and it's a testament to how good Kane is that he always comes out the other end. Yeah. And it's, it's still relevant you know what i mean um yeah i'm, I'm glad you said that actually because um with it start came you know runs riot has some big league drops and i was kind of like i think his ability is often overlooked with how good he is yeah like, as a wrestler mm-hmm. not just not just mm-hmm. kane as a character but as a wrestler he's one of the he's, best big men you've, i've ever seen he is I, I would argue that he's probably the best big man uh, yeah. take, take included um in mm-hmm. terms of like wrestling ability plus character um, obviously, take his best character, but his wrestling is, is, remains to be seen. You know what I mean? Kane's fucking incredible. Looking a bit stodgy these days, though, in uh, this era, horse, though, he's... I think it was just compared to what he was in 2001, because an absolute fucking chiseled yeah. beast, man. Um, I, th- I think obviously when you, I think when you're that size, 
as well, height-wise. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I know that the old suit used to cover it up, but it's kind of like now he's, 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 he's changed his attire. I wouldn't say it looks heavy or anything, but... No, he still looks... Like sold as a fucking rock, to be fair. Looks, <laughs> yeah, but compared to what was in 2001... Uh, prime steroid game. Um, <laughs> this is prime steroid game, man. Fucking the size wow. of this bastard, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's on the juice. He's about to pop. A big lad. Um, so we see him. Uh, Snitsky takes charge, sidewalk slam. Um, and he head to the outside. He peels back the padding on the floor. He takes a backdrop onto the concrete. Feel that one. Um, that must absolutely suck. no sells it. <laughs> he's back up in the ring about 10 seconds later. Um, Kane heads to the top, but it's caught in midair. Um, with with Snitsky as I back up in no time. Um so Kane gets stretched around the ring post quite like that. Um he starts to work the back of Kane, um Snitsky, which is surprising mentality for a big monster I, I, dude like this. Um, I don't know what Snitsky's finish is, so I I, I can't really comment nah, on can if that's psychology or not. He doesn't um, need to either, so King <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kane sits up a couple of times with Snitsky just kicking him back to the floor. Um Is that about four times? Yeah. Uh Kane starts running right, running Snitsky into the corner, big clotheslines. Sidewalk slam, big boot and clothesline off the top. It gets hung up on the top rope after a wee bit of an awkward sort of stand there and cuddle each other for a few seconds. Mm. Uh, trying to work out what the spot was. Uh, that's probably more the greenness of Snitsky than anything else. But uh, Snitsky does his best Mike Tyson impression, bites Kane in the ear. Uh, <laughs> I like that actually mentioned that in commentary. He did, uh, I think he's a hardbander Holofield. <laughs> signals for the end, big tombstone pile driver from Kane and the big red machine and gets a three count to win this match. Um, thoughts? So I think this match would have been so much better if Lita was ringside mm-hmm. um, and actually given the crowd a kind of output of the storyline like, oh, this is about Lita. It's literally not about these two at all. It's about what happened to Lita. Obviously, her being injured there on the night, that's never going to happen. But probably would have been there maybe if it wasn't for that injury earlier on. Yeah, oh, it had to be. Absolutely had to be. Um, standard big man on big man match. Obviously, Snitsky's still a wee bit green, as you say. Kane mm-hmm. carried them to a decent enough match. I thought the finish came out absolutely nowhere. Yeah, um, yeah. A blood feud with no gimmicks is also a bit strange. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they had, no a, they had a chain match at Cyber Sunday. It was right. a Tablet Tuesday, rather. So I thought they would have stepped up again, maybe a cage. But obviously they had the chamber above the ring, so that wouldn't happen. But maybe if they did something, uh, last man standing, something like that. Yeah, even a, 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 a no-DQ match would have been fine. Yeah. It would have been absolutely sufficient. Uh, I, I don't think it was that bad. Um, as it came as quite over here, great fire about him, no pun intended. Um, I thought Stisky played his role pretty well, to be honest with you, I think it was okay. Um, never going to be a showstopper, was it? But it was alright. <laughs> uh, nah, absolutely not. So, Jerry Lawler returns to the commentary just in time for the main event. Um, backstage segment where Triple H and Ric Flair confront Batista um, for saying that he's going to win the title tonight. Um, Batista basically just says, oh, he, well, he put me on the spot, what was I going to say, you know? Um, and just as it starts to look a bit friendly again, they were like, okay, you know, fist pump sort of thing. He's like, Unless you get eliminated first, then it's mine. Uh, which was sort of, I, I like that slow build of attention again um, within those evolution ranks. Obviously, we spoke about a lot in the Batista episode. Um, yeah. But, like, just subtle, just nice, I mean, you know, wee teases. I didn't realise until halfway through the, the main event that, that this was for the vacant world title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the title I, was stripped back at, um, I think it was again from, was it December? There was like a match they had and it was like a double pinfall. Right. So rather than restarting the match or anything, Bischoff just stripped the title. Um, okay. And called a chamber match to happen um, for 
years revolution obviously the chamber being his invention quote yeah cause uh, i was i was looking back through the, the kind of the last couple of pay-per-views and I, was like, I cannot see any kind of lineage for, for the world title um mm-hmm. because obviously armageddon was a smackdown event and yep. before that was survivor series and it was like Team Orton versus Team Triple H kind of thing, so the world title wasn't on the line there either. Yeah, I think I it was thought. a raw somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. I think so. it was just I'm, I'm imagining it was the start of December at some point, but I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Tri- Triple H held the belt at Taboo Tuesday, mm-hmm. so between Taboo Tuesday and now, the belt has been vacated. So Bischoff comes to the ring with a vacated belt. Um, it's just a bun time here, I think. Uh, no need for me to come out here. <laughs> so, yeah, I think obviously the the later match ending abruptly, mm-hmm. and I assume the Eugene one ended abruptly as well. They yeah, filled the show. We've got another pool segment as well, where they were all having a fight in the pool. Malvinus and all that was there as well. Um, yeah, just one of those things where it's like, let's just try and fill some time here with some of these mm. vignettes, etc. The entrances take 12 minutes for this match. Shawn Michaels, of course, a special guest referee, gets an entrance. Um, in the four <laughs> of course pods. he does. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, in four pods, Edge, Randy Orton, Triple H and Batista in that order coming in. Um, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit starting in the ring. So you've kind of got the four guys in the pods who are involved in some form of storyline. Yeah. So, and then you've got the two guys who are going to work the hardest in the match um, to come yeah, in the pool. Yeah, pretty much. So they're all before it. They had six matches. Each guy had a match. And if they lost the match, they were taken out of the chamber and replaced by the guy that beat them. Um, Batista won his match the quickest, so he gets to enter the match last. Yeah, perfect. Five minute intervals in between each entrant, so five minutes of these two, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um, some very good wrestling between the two, some big nice. chops before yeah. attempting to exchange some submissions. Uh, I like that early flurry, it was just a nice way to open the match. Um, Shawn Michaels is actually a pretty good referee. I'm just going to reference it now, yeah. but throughout the show, <laughs> I actually forgot at points he was the ref because he was so good. He sort of mm-hmm. bonded in. Um, he was checking the shoulders with the map before counting. You know, just very, very good. Like, genuinely decent. Um, but not being an over-the-top prick no. that it usually is, you know. Uh, no no stealing of limelight until it's, just, until it's just spot later on. Um, so Jericho goes to the top turnbuckle. Benoit meets him up there. Big superplex off the top. Benoit actually lands pretty high on his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get the countdown clock. So we've had five minutes of nice bit of wrestling. Big spot uh, at the end. <laughs> that five-minute match was the best bit of wrestling uh, of the evening. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Benoit's crisp German suplex was amazing. Anti Jericho through the mat, near enough. Yeah. Countdown clock, uh, the fans chant in Spanish is a reference to earlier, which I, th- I love that. I, I just love that. Um, different. Triple H is number three, so he. Well, number three, there's only six of them. <laughs> he comes in, the first guy out of the pod, uh, runs right, uh, big great hands, fires Ben one in the corner twice. I love them. Ben used to love that when he got thrown into the corner and he just rattled the corner and deck it. Yeah, um, so yeah, fucking just took it like a champ, man. Arms in front, chair, boof, back you go. Uh, Held the race, Neon Jericho there from Triple H, uh, and then Benoit gets tossed to the outside floor and thrown in the chains, busting him wide open, um, and he meets the steal again. So they're finally getting the cage involved now, the cerebral assassin is involved, um, first bit of blood in the match as well. Triple H goes for a pedigree on Jericho, but gets back body dropped over the ropes and onto the floor, uh, second and bump. That's... It, it takes a bomb for here on in, Triple H, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Like, in terms of... like. Um, Interacting with the the structure, he's fucking getting grated like a big block of cheese. <laughs> I think I think that's got to be one of the worst bumps in wrestling. It's horrible. Steel. It just looks like a big, it's a big cheese grater, like that big fucking yeah. 
grid. He's looking so flat. Between that and the concrete. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it earlier in the Snitsky match? Don't fancy it. Uh, <laughs> Jericho alley oops Triple H and forces him to land on his steel once again. I quite like that wee spot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so all three men end up laid out in the ring before Edge comes in at number four. So he has, has turned to run by it now as well. Um, corner spears to all three men. Execution on Triple H. Yeah, Triple, H high... was out of, Triple H was out of place for his though. Did you see that? <laughs> wee bit. Yeah. <clears throat> he to readjust and whip him. Irish whip him into the other corner and then redo the spot. Mm-hmm. Silly Billy. Uh, <laughs> high belly to belly on Benoit, which was absolutely gorgeous, by the I way. Did, did not know he had that in his repertoire. No. Fucking hell. Never seen that. Um, I mean, I, I mean, when I say high belly to belly, he fucking hoofed him or he's um, <laughs> Fair play to him. Triple H gets sweeped to the floor and catapulted into the cage, too, alongside Jericho, mm-hmm. who was catapulted as well. Um, Triple H likes that back bump on the metal man. <laughs> no, it is. No, That's no. three my, times already. Um, my, my notes here were um, Triple H is taking an absolute battering mid match. I wonder who's going to win. Mm. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take all the bumps just as long as I get the title. Um, yeah. Jericho gets busted open with a the cage there. Uh, Triple H kind of too, but just on his beak. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben Wise Northern Lights Suplex on edge. Oh. Like that. It's not as good as Alicia Fox's, but it's, it's, it's up there. It's up there. She could have shown them how to do that properly. Um, <laughs> Triple H's Spinebuster on Jericho um, as well, followed by a pedigree on Y2J. But doesn't make the pin. Um, of course, Batista's coming in last, so Otten is in next. Goes straight after Triple H. Um, high cross body out the corner, and straight to the outside, into the cage. Um, and we sort of see Batista itching to get in and sort out Otten. So quite like that, you know, it was like, you know, you know there's a there's a beef there, there's a storyline there. Um Orton hits his RKO on Jericho, doesn't pin, instead tries to RKO Benoit but gets countered into a cross face. Um I like that as well, but again, it's another finish without a pinfall. Bit strange. Um Yeah, I, I, in fact Jericho was MVP <clears throat> this spot because he actually rolled out the ring so he couldn't get the pin on him. So it actually did make sense in that regard. Um Orton's baby face fire is dreadful. Um <sighs> it's just no him, is it? He's just a terrible baby face. Um, Doesn't suit him. Brilliant wrestler, but mm, no, not quite there. Not quite there. With the I think it's because it's, it's maybe too, <clears throat> too like jumpy about, too showmanship sort of like, rather than well, coming in and just battering somebody. I think that he, he, he kind of tried to revert to a standard baby face moveset. Obviously, he's done his big time cross body off the top of mm-hmm. that. That's not quite Orton, is it? He's he just looks like a dick and that's why can't be, he look at him he just yeah. essentially he just looks like a wanker like you think why should I like this guy he's, yeah, he's exactly. good looking he's got abs he's built yes like, <laughs> great looking fella yep you yeah. absolute wanker you're quite right <laughs> uh, so so there's a where was that it, cross it was face that, no, it was, no no yeah no it was the week and try spot before that um, so when Orton is um, so he, he's, he's putting the cross face and Triple H comes out and he's just kind of a, like shouting in his face, oh you're going to tap, you're going to tap you're going to tap, and then Benoit just lets it go and puts Triple H in the sharp <laughs> which I thought yeah. was amazing yeah. um, then Orton breaks it up Orton hits With Benoit an RPO, by an RPO yeah. for no reason like, he hit him he's it, going to tap out, why did you do that? That was That was yeah. strange, that was very very odd yeah, you could you could have sold that as a recurrer in terms of oh, well, you want to get Benoit back for putting him in a cross face without realising mm-hmm. that you actually could have had Triple H beat there. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time, Orton's already won a world title by this point. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know, if you if you say that, you're only going to bring him back down again. Um, exactly. It's just it's just a bit bizarre. Um, Edge goes for the spear on Orton, who dies out of the way, and Edge connects with HBK to further their storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously Michaels is down and out. Edge tries to revive him, gets a bit physical with him. Uh, he gets hit with a switch of music and. Yeah the loudest pop for a line salt you'll ever hear in your life. Mm. Jericho gets a pen on Edge, and we have the first elimination. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of that? those events up to Edge's elimination? And oh, incredible. Very well done, wasn't it? Uh, I, I felt the match was just going at a rocket pace at this rate, at mm-hmm. this stage. Like, um, you know, considering, I mean, you've got some main eventers involved here, and realistically, a lot of the time, main event matches are a bit slower than some of your mid-card matches, etc. Um, but that's just never, this just never let up. It's just it's, going been relentless for more now but just under 20 minutes i think we're about 90 minutes before the first elimination mm-hmm. Pff, fucking I, I think that that's how you do it, a first elimination as well because mm-hmm. obviously edge come in third fourth um yeah, yeah. Fourth, so yeah. he's kind of one of the fresher men but he's been you know he's been run rough shot there he, he still looks like well fair enough he'd been switching music been hit with a line so um he's been cheated he's the heel and he's been cheated out he's yes yeah. you don't you don't you're, you're not weakened yeah. by being eliminated first absolutely yeah. um so uh, uh, Benoit goes fucking way up top for his flying headbutt. He's he's up on top of the pod, and you think, oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but he hits it safely. He's, he's he connects with Triple H. Uh, it looks phenomenal. Um, it looks really really good. So Triple H gets locked in the walls of Jericho and the crossface at the same time. This is my favourite. This is my favourite spot in wrestling. Um, absolutely makes sense. Um, two submissions at the one time that go together, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Was Jericho into the cross face, it's perfectly lined up. Ah, I just love it. Marked out big time for that. Of course, yeah. the, the drama of wanting Triple H to tap here before Batista can get in, as the clock comes down, the tension's there, the crowd are going nuts, it's fantastic. And then the ref can't undo the fucking padlock. So yeah, <laughs> that was a bit of a shame, that. Ah, the time just sort of drags on, and then, also because you're thinking... He, he can't stay in that submission for long enough. I mean, there's two no, submissions going on there. Yeah. So, but obviously, if Patisa gets out straight away, that looks great. It's kind of soured it a wee bit, but I still thought it looked pretty good. Um, of course, Patisa comes in, he jumps the top rope. Um, can you believe it? It's great. It's leaking out. You see old uh, footage when you see the giant leaping out of the top rope. You're like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> An elephant up a tree. Don't know how we got yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> So he comes in, a huge spine buster on Orton, um, clears both the Chrissies out, out of the way and faces off with Triple H, which nice. that, that got yeah. an ovation. Nice, he's um, for Mania here. Yeah, of course, everybody, everybody else comes back in and you sort of see that, what what, what would have happened sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, Jericho gets launched to the outside and takes out a cameraman, which I thought was an interesting spot. And then I seen them later on, the referee's opening the door to take the cameraman out. Yeah. And I thought, right, Flair's got to come in here or something. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't get it. It was like, what was the purpose of that? I don't know if it was just for the visual of taking the cameraman out. Um, I doubt that was an accident. But uh, Batista holds up Orton in a choke, but Orton has to like jump up himself because Batista kind of lift him up. Did you yeah, see this? it looks bizarre. Yeah. It was strange. Um, I mean, Batista surely still enough to pick him up. <laughs> um, he gets chop block. Uh, Benoit then works on him for a wee while. Um, so the match sort of slows down slightly here. We see some sort of just some punching and kicking in the corner um, before Jericho bulldogs Triple H on the outside of the phone. This gives him a chance to get some proper juice. Um, Benoit and Batista take turns meeting the steel on the outside. 
and Big Batista Spinebuster on Benoit and then Spinebuster Jericho on top of Benoit, nice. um, which is really nice and, and safely done um, before pinning the crippler, eliminating him. So it's a big rub there. Um, get a Batista chant. Um, Signs of how his 2005 is going to go. <laughs> uh, Jericho gets Batista bombed right in the centre of the ring and is eliminated by the Animal 2. So Batista has eliminated both Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Um, again, it looks okay because Jericho and Benoit have been in from the start. Yeah. Um, so they've taken a, the largest brunt of punishment. Batista's the freshest man. He's the biggest man he's in the match. Been, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and he's hit them with some big power moves. So, yeah, we're very well done there as well. Uh, Batista getting a big old push. So Orton, Batista and Triple H now, uh, obviously slightly a handicap here, Batista and Triple H working on Orton. Um, Orton gets busted wide open by the chain as well, so Batista's the only man in the match not bleeding, which the commentators uh, pick up on as well. Um, Evolution beat down, Orton kicks out the Batista power slam and a Triple H spine buster. Uh, so really try to show that he's got a bit of heart about him, you know, mm-hmm. kind of these big moves and stuff like that. Um, Batista goes for the Batista bomb, gets low blowed by Orton. He hits the RKO and eliminates the animal, leaving Orton and Triple H one-on-one. Uh, thoughts on that particular elimination? So Orton gets beat down for an absolute eternity. I mean, you're literally talking like five minutes of Orton getting absolutely destroyed, kicking out of pins, etc., 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 which was fine. But then one... I know he got a low blow and stuff like that, but literally one RKO and Big Dave and I was yeah. out. I like the visual of Triple H in the corner, sees the pin and doesn't break it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very clever book in there because I believe yeah. that gets referenced in the Mania build it's um, very subtle um, and I think Lawler's like uh, oh no Triple H was too tired to get there yeah. and it's kind of like you know I like that again talking subtle, points it's all those little things that make a good storyline um, mm-hmm. very very good because as I said they, they could come out of that and not use it at all Yeah, but it's there you know um, so I see why they did it though in terms of well, you're going to need a babyface Orton in there. I mean, didn't really, but you don't want to have given Batista and Triple H just now. No. You want to, if you want to leave that to Mania, then Absolutely. again, tease it. So um, after that, Batista's still in the, obviously in the case, so he tries to get back in the ring. Triple H, uh, HBK is stopping him, as the referee would do. Um, Ric Flair then comes in the open door. Obviously, the door opens to get like, Batista out. Um, he comes into the ring, so Triple H, uh, HBK turns his attention to Ric Flair, pops him on the mouth, and... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Batista can run him back in, close lines Orton, um, turns a tie for Triple H, who hits the pedigree and wins the World Heavyweight Championship for the 10th time, 10th World Title reign for the game. Um, Evolution celebrate after the match, Batista hoists him up on his shoulders, which again is almost a tease to what it did to Orton. Yeah, uh, Triple demands that he gets put on his yeah. shoulders, yeah. Uh, of course, they don't do that, it's just a tease um, and just keep us going. So, thoughts on the main event overall and the show overall? Um, so, just that finish before we go on. Um, fucking the wedgie that Triple H gave Orton, mm. man. His arse cheeks were all the way out, man. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Give him a fucking chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, I thought main event, fucking stellar performance, man. Um, incredible. It had some nice storylines running throughout it. Obviously, the, the Edge HBK thing, um, the downfall of Evolution. Orton wanting his revenge. You know, you've got a lot going on there. And I thought that the talent in the main event is why the rest of the show is poor. Because all your big hitters are in this one match. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, but overall, the pay-per-view for me is a C. Um, it's, there's, just, there's too much garbage in the rest of the pay-per-view. The, the main event quality couldn't see it. It's, the, the main event's an A. Like, yes. Fucking hands down, absolutely incredible main event. 
Um, probably, I, I, I'd forgot all about this chamber match. This is probably one of my top three chamber matches. I don't uh, really remember watching this one. I don't at all. Um, I, I do not remember this. I thought we'd remember this show because it must be a 2006 one I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's the one where Edge Cash is in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think because I was like, I was like, oh, I've seen this one before. I'm sure. And I started mm-hmm. watching it. I'm like, I've never seen this. I've no, never yeah. seen this. Um, but yeah, for me. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The main event, first and foremost, I think we'll start with the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic main event. Great story told by the Evolution guys. Uh, loved that Edge and Michael story. Benoit and Jericho, I thought they brought some legitimacy to the match. Uh, I know Batista and Orton are sort of coming on a bit now, but they're still very much early days. Mm-hmm. So to bring those two guys in, who have both been world champions, who have both been performing at that level for a long time, um, <clears throat> I think it just brings that bit of reliability in there. Um I thought Michaels was great as a referee. Um, some good spots. Everybody taking bumps. Uh, tempo was high through 90% in the match. Um, Tease with Triple H and Batista sort of later on in the match was really, really good. I thought Orton looked pretty valiant in defeat um, for the most part. Uh, and of course, Triple H wins another world title. But there is a goal here. So I'm kind of along for the ride in terms of what the long term, what the, what the plan is for the title yeah. uh, in the next in the coming months. Uh, as for the rest of the show, very disappointing. Um First two ma- matches, of course, Mardway injury. I think when I think that tag match would have been okay. It would be better, obviously, if we got the, if we got the proper finish. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the, the women's match never got going. Uh, I somewhat liked Kane versus Snitsky. It wasn't a world class, but it served its purpose. Uh, obviously, Maven and Shelton is more of a segment, and we've already touched on that as well. So, one match show for me, as I said, I'd give it a C as well, same as you and Paul, uh, just because only the main event saved it from being much worse. Yeah, was, there wasn't enough. Yeah. So, well, that's it for New Year's Revolution uh, 2005. So, I've, we've hopped on this train in, in January of 05. Sure, I think we should stay on it. Um, and we'll do Royal Rumble 2005 next yeah, on a review. Um, Royal Rumble, one of the, the, the best matches you could ever do, I think, in terms of just sitting down to watch a bit of wrestling. I love watching a Rumble match. Um, it's an easy, easy watch. Card with this card's got two world title matches on there. Edge takes on Shawn Michaels, and there's a fallout of this match here, and a casket match involving the Undertaker and an often forgotten opponent, um, as well of course as the ever-present Royal Rumble match with one of the most controversial and memorable finishes <laughs> uh, that match tape's ever seen. So join us for that. Looking forward to doing it with you, Stuart, and thank you very much for joining me for this one. Always a pleasure, Mark. And we'll see you all soon. <laughs>